If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Creating passive revenue streams is not a passive activity. Passive revenue streams take a ton of work and thoughtfulness up front, but when you build them right, they can generate you income for days, weeks, months, even years to come with minimal work on your end. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Let's have a little chit chat, my friend. Are you still in the bustle of trading your precious hours for money? Wait, what? Did you not know that your time is actually worth something? Maybe you're like, nah, that's not me. I'm not an hourly employee. I don't charge an hourly fee for my services. I don't trade time for money. But let's peel back the layers and really think about it for a hot second. No matter what you do, life is a game of time and money, right? How long does it take for you to create the products you offer? How much time does it take to plan out your content or work one-on-one with clients or show up for your people in your community? Of course, we will need to spend some time refining and building our businesses, but ask yourself this truly. Do you in any way trade time for dollars? That was the name of the game for the first five years of my business. I only got paid when I showed up. The only way I could scale my business was through working more. That was it. There was nothing actually scalable about it. There wasn't a secret recipe to make money while I slept. I was in the business of trading time for money. Can you relate? No shame here. If you're like so many entrepreneurs all over the world, the answer just happens to be this resounding yes. Yes, because we started our own business in order to call the shots and forge our own paths and build something meaningful and lasting. So you could be like, uh, heck yes, I'm spending my time in order to grow my business and make more money. Isn't that the name of the game with being a successful entrepreneur? And yeah, for me, it was for a long, long time. But things have changed because as so many of you who have been around these parts for a while know, I realized a couple years ago how very fleeting and special time is. 
It's the only non-renewable resource that we have, and it passes by day by day, marching on faster than we'd probably care to realize. We cannot get our time back, right? Like I can always go out and make more money. I can always create more services and products and offers, but time, I can't get that back ever. So it's become my absolute number one priority to protect it. And honestly, I think anyone, no matter what line of business you're in or what your work style is, you have the ability to make small shifts in order to begin transitioning away from trading your time for money. So let's talk about it today. Let's really get into the tactical steps you can be taking to gradually move away from this time and money standard. I was getting to know a handful of entrepreneurs at a recent area event, and as I chatted with them, I learned that they were pretty much all offering a service or creating a product, and each of them had seriously incredible businesses. It made me like this proud mama, like this generation that grew up listening to episode one of this podcast had grown and created really incredible businesses, and now they are facing some of the growing pains that come with growth. Most of the women I met were doing their passion full-time, which is kind of insane if you think about it. I mean, so many people dream of getting there, of the day when they get paid for following their dreams and doing something that they love every single day. But there was this theme in our conversation that night that kept coming up again and again. Each and every one of them would eventually say something like this to me. I'm just a few years behind you, Jenna, back in your wedding photography days. Or I realized that the only way to make more is to do more, and I'm at a breaking point. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever felt like that? Or taken a step back to realize that you built something totally awesome, but it requires so much time and energy that you almost feel trapped? I mean, I've been there. Each of these women were super successful in their own right, for sure. But I could see that they were realizing that they couldn't keep up at this pace for the rest of their lives. The hustle and the grind, while those are both necessary in certain seasons, they just aren't sustainable long term. It doesn't equal freedom. And they're realizing that there has to be a next step into reclaiming their time and building something where they aren't forced to trade time for money. Can I be real with you for a second? It took me a while to have this very same realization, like years. I wanted to be the biggest go-getter, saying yes to all the opportunities and working myself upwards 80 hours a week because I thought that That would mean I was ambitious and achieving big things. I thought that would mean that I was a successful entrepreneur when I could proclaim how much work I was doing and how in demand my services were. But it hit me that working harder and longer isn't always the key. In fact, I remember the exact moment that I realized it. It was one of the hardest seasons of my life. I was working like a maniac and it works when life is happening for you, but what happens when life knocks you down onto your knees and the only way that you're going to be able to pay your mortgage is through showing up even when it feels impossible? The day that I had to show up and shoot a wedding knowing that I was going to miscarry my baby at any second when I was so riddled with grief, but I had to put on a happy face and do my job, that was the day that I promised I would figure out a way to run a business that allowed me to make money and to have freedom of how and when I would show up. I mean, I had started a business to experience freedom and yet I found myself feeling trapped by my own creation. I was having to put my life, my health, and my family aside to serve my clients as fully as possible and to pay the bills. And I promised myself in that moment that I would get out of that situation as fast as I could and build something bigger than just me. And so here we are today, 
three years later, and I've still had to work my butt off to create the resources and the tools that now make up the business that you see today. But the difference is that there's a lot of work that has been done to create resources and products that live beyond the day I hit publish. Services that allow me to rest and automation that allows me to put offers on autopilot so that I can step back while serving my audience. I now get to do what I love and spend time with my little family. I now have time to commit to bettering my health. I get to travel and see the world. And really, I get to just have some more stillness in my life, which I now crave and value far more than that whole hustle mentality. And here's the thing. I think that you can get here too. This isn't just for me. In fact, it's my greatest hope for my audience to find this sort of freedom in curating this intersection between loving like absolutely loving what you do and protecting your time so fiercely. So let's walk through my biggest tips for exactly how you can make this transition no matter what type of business you're in. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Let me lead this off with an important question that I want for you to think about. Is the only way for you to currently make more money through working more? If the answer is yes, then you, my friend, are trading time for money, and it's time to start with the most powerful way to shift things for you, your mindset. Just like any major change in business and work-life balance, the very first thing we've got to wrangle is our mindset. If you find yourself worth in doing more, being more, and achieving all the things, first of all, I so get it. Like I said, that was my story and my pride for years, until it just wasn't. Because I finally realized that no amount of money could be worth exchanging my time for. I craved freedom of time and I was willing to cut down on revenue just to get some semblance of my life back. I have had a ton of money mindset issues and have operated with a scarcity mindset for years and years, never ever feeling like we had enough. In fact, I had to wrestle with my mindset until I ultimately understood that my worth came from things other than my bank account. Like my faith, my self-preservation and self-compassion, my ability to be defined by who I am as a human being, not as a human doing. So when we really drill down and think about it logically, we each have 24 hours in a day. About eight of those are spent sleeping if we're good, give or take, and a few more hours are for personal purposes, exercise, meals, family time, reading, so on. So let's say you have 12 hours remaining after sleep and personal time, which you could use toward work. And even if you worked 12 hours a day and charged your very best rate, you still have a cap for how much you could work a day and therefore how much you could potentially earn. And honestly, like who really wants to be working 12 hours a day, even if it's on something that you are in love with and so passionate about doing? It's just a matter of time before you'll reach the end of your line before you're utterly exhausted and burnt out completely. And so reapproaching work with a goal to book enough work instead of filling every corner of your calendar will help you to transition. How can you grow or try new things or explore new projects if you don't have a single hour free to even think about it? The number one reason entrepreneurs never build something passive is because they never leave themselves any time to even work on a passive project. I want to repeat that. The number one reason entrepreneurs never build something passive is because they never leave themselves any time to even work on a passive project. 
If you find yourself on a hamster wheel, barely keeping up, maybe it's time to evaluate what your enough or your bare minimum point of work is. More on that in just a few and book only that amount for a few months to open up your time again, to explore other avenues and to have the space to be creative. Let's think about it this way instead. How much better would it feel to trade value for income? Consider what value you can share and give to other people and value that is scalable and how exactly you could deliver that value to capitalize on its reach. What sorts of skills, talents, assets, knowledge, guidance, or superpower do you have from your own experiences in education? Hone in on those competencies to really nail down what kind of unique value is yours and yours only in order to offer it up into the world and base your performance off of that, not hours worked or dollars in. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
Next up, consider what your current offers are and how you could tweak them to up your demand. Did you know that I have an economics minor? I don't remember a ton from those econ classes, but something that has always stuck with me is a simple principle of supply and demand. The basic definition of supply and demand in business is a relationship between the quality of a good supplied and the price it's offered at. When the amount of the good offered falls, then the price rises. So think about it like this. Can you raise your rates to be able to take on less work, but still make the same amount or even more money? I asked myself this question as a wedding photographer, especially when I realized I was a hamster on the wheel that I was talking about earlier, and I created a system to incrementally raise my rates each year so that I would be able to take on less work while maintaining my revenue each year. I realized that my time and my craft and the experience that I gained from each project allowed me to command a higher rate. Your experience and expertise, they're worth something. So I raised my rates $200 for every three weddings I shot so that by the end of the year, my rates would have increased by over $1,000 or more. That way, when I went from shooting 30 weddings a year to only shooting 15 to only shooting eight and then four and then none, I wasn't totally cutting my income in half. In fact, it wasn't even about income. It was about claiming back my time. But the more I limited my availability and the amount of work I was committed to doing, the more my demand increased and the more people were willing to pay because they were willing to pay elevated rates to secure a spot on my calendar. I went from charging $1,000 at the beginning of my wedding photography career to ending it charging over $10,000 per wedding. Now, quick tip here, I didn't just raise my prices and call it a day. I elevated the experience each step of the way. And the more time I had, the more I could invest into each couple. So make sure that if you are going to raise your rates, you're also elevating that experience that someone can expect from you. So what can you do to really hone in on your knowledge and skills to make yourself the expert, the go-to person in your area so that your clients and customers feel entirely inclined to partner with you and to maintain a loyal and lasting relationship? How can you become the go-to person for what you do? Do you have a certain leg up on your competition? Nurture that and share it loudly and often as a part of your brand story. Maybe you offer something outside of the norm of your industry. Be bold in getting that special approach in front of the eyes of your perfect customers and clients. Think with me for a second. Like, how can you increase the demand for yourself by decreasing the supply and communicate it so clearly and in a compelling way that people jump at the chance to take action with you? There are certain planning and marketing tricks that you can use to up your demand. For example, saying things like, I'm only opening up five new client seats for my one-on-one consulting services this quarter. So if you want an opportunity to learn X, Y, and Z from me, then this is your chance. Creating a sense of urgency and limitedness will show potential customers of yours that your supply is lower, therefore likely creating more demand for your offer. When you bump up your pricing and take on less work, you're automatically creating this sense of urgency and allowing yourself to hopefully take on less work for the same amount of payoff. Now, I've spoken at great length about my obsession with finding what my enough point is and then letting that number guide my goals, my growth, and my income. 
When we don't know our point of enough, we spend a bunch of time thinking that we just need more and more money because the chase is what fuels us. Did you catch my episode all about defining your enough as an entrepreneur? It was a really, really good one. And it's been on my mind a whole lot because truly finding what your specific enough is can free up so much of your time and your energy, and it can release this weight of pressure that you might not even realize you've been holding on to. For example, today I was getting my hair cut and my hairstylist is a really dear friend of mine. I've actually known her since preschool and we were talking and I'm just so proud of her because she was telling me about how last year was her biggest year yet. She hit that elusive six-figure goal and that's a really big deal for a hairstylist. And I was talking to her And I said, now you got to make sure that you don't let that number control you because she was talking about how she was feeling like maybe she should cut back on work and get more time back to spend with her family or to start separate projects. Like she has so many ideas inside of her. And as we were sitting there talking, I was telling her the story about how the first year that I hit six figures was my most miserable year of business ever. Why? Because I was chasing that elusive number. And I honestly remember... That day when my accountant emailed me to tell me I hit that goal, I remember standing in the shower, shampooing my hair and thinking, I don't feel any different. I don't feel any different. And so today I was talking with my hairstylist and she's actually taking courses and she wants to create her own program and she wants to educate other hairstylists. But the thing is, is that she's struggling to take action on that idea because her calendar is so booked with hair clients. Like she can't step away from her chair long enough to actually create a curriculum or write a course down or create the website that will lead people to that offer. And so I challenged her today and I said, I really want for you to sit down and define what your point of enough is. Like how many clients do you actually need to serve on a weekly and monthly basis behind the chair in order to reach that income goal that will give you the freedom to claim your time back? Because really, like I said, the people who stay stuck in this trading time for money space forever are the people who say yes too easily and who never set boundaries. You facilitate this freedom so that you can experience what it's like to have time in your hands that can be filled with something new. And so she said, you know, I used to have Thursdays off. Like I used to not book any clients and I would take that day and fill it with whatever I needed. But maybe it's time that I do that again so that I can start pursuing these new ideas. And so at the end of the appointment, I go to book my next appointment and I intentionally pull up my calendar and I say, how about Thursday, May 5th? And she goes, oh, yeah, I can get you in. I said, no, you can't. You can't fit me in because you're going to keep Thursdays for yourself to get that time back so that you can start doing these next things. We had such a good laugh over this because how many times have we done that? We've we've created these boundaries, but boundaries are sometimes hard to stick to. And so I really want for you to think about this enough point because I was telling her today, I said, The points in my business where my business skyrocketed are the points where I actually claimed back my time. After that six-figure wedding season, I said, I don't care how much money I make. I will go back to making 50K a year if I can get my time back. That was the year that I did multiple six figures unintentionally because with that extra time that I had, I had time to pursue new ideas, learn new things, take courses, create my own. 
And then last year is a perfect example of this. The year that I had my baby, I blacked out my entire calendar. I said no to everything. We scaled by millions of dollars because I had time to say my best yeses. So if this idea is something new to you, I want for you to head on back for the full shebang. Go back to episode 312 or head to jennacutcherblog.com backslash enough and you can get the show notes, the details, everything. Essentially, finding your point of enough is digging into what you need to earn by adding up how much you need to make to meet those needs and live comfortably. Basically, it's like your baseline standards for income. Once you drill down into that number, you'll be able to cover your bills and create margin in your life to start exploring new avenues to educate yourself, to hire, to get help, and so on. Working off of that enough number allows you to grow faster and achieve more because you actually will have time to build the things that will get you out of the time versus money conundrum. That's the thing you're probably stuck in. Like, seriously, if you were to look at a graph and I were to look back at my business and see those seasons where my business grew the most, that growth came after those slower seasons that gave me the free time to explore the new avenues. If I had just stayed on that impossible ladder climb of more and more and more, I would have never, ever had the bandwidth to expand my brand into the directions I've gone. Sometimes, friends, less can be more, especially when we're talking about less work and getting back more time. Like what if you were able to reach your enough by only working four hours a day, or maybe for you, it's six hours or three or five hours. What I'm saying is allowing yourself to go there to consider what that could look like if you weren't glued to your computer or your phone or your iPad or stuck behind the chair for nine, 10 hours every single day. What could you create with that extra time? You'd have space to rest, holy cow, or to explore outsourcing or to hone in on your genius spot. You'd have space to plan that vacation that you've kept on the back burner, to come up with your next move for your business, to have a hobby. I mean, when's the last time you dug into a hobby just for fun, not related to work or income? When we stop pedaling the wheels for the sake of doing more and making more, you can begin to explore what simply enjoying life can look like, what true work-life synergy can be, because you're no longer relying on the go-go-go mentality to steer you day in and day out. Maybe you still don't believe me. Let me remind you once again that my business grew the year that I became a mom, the year that I literally blacked out my calendar, said no to 99% of opportunities and freed up my schedule to be with my family. And guess what? I only worked part-time. More work doesn't always equal more money, but smart work totally can. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Finally, once you have a grip on what your enough is, how to up your demand, and how to not let more money steer your mindset and worth, the next thing I want for you to do is to dig into how to create scalable or passive income opportunities. Now, let me be real clear here, and this is why we're talking about this last and not first. Creating passive revenue streams is not a passive activity, okay? Far from it. Passive revenue streams take a ton of work and thoughtfulness up front, but when you build them right, they can generate you income for days, weeks, months, even years to come with minimal work on your end. So where do we even begin when we talk about passive income? Let me first break down on how to know if something is actually passive. The two main things that I personally think of when I think of passive income is, is it scalable? Like, can it serve more than one person without being tweaked or customized? And can it be offered while you sleep? Like, can you actually wake up in the morning and see that you made a sale while you were catching shut eye? Most people get really good at creating other opportunities for themselves to trade more time for money, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if we're really talking about passive income, then it's creating and setting something up once to serve and impact others for an extended time period with minimal work on your part. I know that sounds good. If you're burnt out and you're working 70 hour weeks and not able to pinpoint what would be enough for your needs and your lifestyle, girlfriend, you are not going to have much luck successfully creating a passive income opportunity. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you'll be working from an empty tank instead of a fueled one. So really dig into those first three steps and set yourself up for a stellar takeoff rather than kicking it off with good intentions, but limited availability. You need to have time to explore and test and try and fail and figure out which routes will help you supplement your income and log off a little more than you currently do. Let me tell you a quick story about my first passive income business that totally got me hooked. I bet you don't even know about this. I went from that 30 wedding wedding season of total burnout to chopping it in half and only shooting 15 weddings. And I found myself with more time on my hands and this desire to be creative. My mother-in-law was an art teacher and had this epic art room at her house. So I asked her if she had any watercolor supplies. This is back when watercolor was all the rage and I wanted to try my hand at it. I started it as a hobby, a way to create beyond a screen, but I started sharing my work online and people loved it and they wanted to buy it. So I figured out how to scan in my paintings and then sell them on a site called Society6 that takes your work and turns it into products and you can collect a commission on every sale. I remember the first month I made $1,239 on Society6 and I realized that my watercolor, this hobby that I had just picked up, paid my mortgage for the month. And that I had created this painting once and that it was still selling months later with minimal work on my end. That was when I got hooked on hacking ways to generate more passive income. Funnily enough, my Society6 shop still exists. So if you're totally curious, hop on over to society6.com slash Jenna Kutcher and check out my earliest passive income work. Beyond watercolor print shops, one of the best ways that I've seen people create passive income is through an online product. Could be a training program, an ebook, a membership site, a course, templates, presets, you know the drill. This is a mighty powerful way to build that passive income because you'll spend some concentrated time building the product and the offer, but you only have to create it once. After it's built, the rest of your time can be spent promoting it, creating freebies and funnels that point to it, directing your audience to it, and just letting it do its thing on your website or in your social media bios while you relax. Imagine it. You could be selling whatever your product is and bringing in extra money while you sleep. 
while you're on vacation, while you're nursing a new baby, while you work on the more hands-on aspects of your business. And it'll increase your ability to impact by allowing people to get access to a piece of your brain without you physically having to show up. One of my favorite parts of passive income is that it's so closely aligned with my mission to impact the masses because it's created for more than just one person intentionally. Of course, you can always create a physical product that you can sell online too. But with that, just remember that there's a lot more factors in scaling a product and making it profitable as well as more risk in it. Plus, if you're doing the making and shipping yourself, that's added time of work on your plate, which sort of puts you back in the place of trading time for money, right? Like products are not bad at all. However, there are some ways to do physical products creatively. Like for example, my print shop. While I maybe only got a small commission versus a full profit margin if I had created and sold the work myself, I didn't have to manage any part of printing, delivering, and maintaining records for my customers, which was my aim. So think outside of the norm, look at your gifts, your know-how, your natural abilities. What do people always ask you about? What do they want your help with? What do they say they admire you for or want more info about? What are your unique skills that you could offer the world and how can you create a product or an offer around that? Wow, guys, that was good, right? Like, I hope I've got your wheels turning as you start to think of shifting out of that space of trading time for money and transition into a place where you can impact more people with more sustainable systems that allow you to claim back your most important resource, your time. If I've learned one thing, it's this. The more fiercely I protect my time and the more I value what each hour of my time is worth, the more I tend to make in terms of impact and income because I get creative in thinking how I can turn my gifts and offers into passive opportunities that I can reach people with for the days, months, and years to come instead of being a one and done offer. My recommendation is to sit down and literally write down a giant list, and it seriously might be giant, of everything you could possibly make into some sort of evergreen product, something that can live on, be automated, and scaled, either physical or online. Jot down everything from your professional skills to your learned information that you've acquired through the years to the results you've gotten for yourself or others to just straight up hobbies and artistic abilities you have that could turn into a product. Rank them and pick the one where your passion and where progress meet, meaning the one that will allow you to take action today, not jump through a million hoops, the one that you can get up and out into the world and make your first dollar on the offer simply so you can prove to yourself that this model doesn't just work for me, but that it can work for you too. Generally speaking, creating digital offers and resources are low stakes entry point. They usually require more of an investment of your time, which if you listen to this episode, you're going to be getting more time back and spending less money up front so that maybe just maybe you can throw a few offers out into the world and see what sticks. Survey your friends, your family, your followers, see what they'd most like to learn or buy from you. When passion and progress meet, you'll be able to get something awesome out into the world without jumping through a million hoops. If you follow my steps today, before you know it, you'll hopefully be trading less and less hours for income and finding so much more joy. And trust me when I say anyone and everyone is capable of making this transition. That includes you. It's something that takes intentionality, experimenting, and openness to just let things naturally unfold. Friends, covet your time. Protect it fiercely. It is the one resource you cannot get back. 
And remember, creating passive income is anything but a passive activity. It really does take time. So give yourself that gift of time, time to learn, time to study, time to grow and experiment. Time is your currency, my friend. Live like that is true for you. I cannot wait to see what you will create and what you do when you finally have more time to just enjoy your life and everybody in it. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.